And our next subject is really <laughs> to look at the ramification of this thing here, because there's going to be ramification. There's no way something as drastic as this is going to go through our entire society without leaving a trace. Mm. Right, boys? That's true. The biggest trace we had to try and avoid, and I don't know if we've done it yet, is the economic destruction of the entire country or yeah. the world. Okay. The consequences of that long term, I don't know because we, we, I don't know if we've been there before. I haven't. I wasn't here in the Great Depression, but the amount of time it would have taken to recover from. I mean, we were talking about two million people unemployed. I don't know whether the Prime Minister was just trying to make his announcement seem better than it was, but they were talking about six million workers being affected if they didn't do what they did yesterday. The ramifications of six million people being uh, forced into poverty, um, having their spirit stolen from them and forced to line up for food stamps, essentially, uh, would have been far-reaching and and long-lasting. Businesses can't just reopen after we say, oh, all clear. Virus is gone, just reopen your businesses now. That can't work. If six million people don't have any money to use your business, that can't work. Business is higher on a demand, a supply and demand uh, prerequisite. So a restaurant, I was talking to someone about this yesterday, a restaurant who's got 20 staff, they've got 20 staff because they're busy. They can't just reopen the doors and rehire 20 people because they have to wait until they reach that level again where they can rehire all that staff. A, A business like mine who gauges sales on the amount of staff and and vice versa can't just if we're we're shut down forever and and no um the economy crashes can't just reopen the doors and rehire six people because we've got to make sure there's people to buy houses and that before that happens so um the amount of loss that would have been suffered due to domestic violence and murders and crimes, suicide and and the health effects of people living in poverty. People living in poverty aren't the healthiest people on the planet. They're called third world countries for a reason. How is their health system holding up? Nah, there's no third world countries in in Australia. Not yet. Put six million people unemployed. And then, I mean, on on probably the most insignificant part of it is our kids and their kids' kids will be paying back this bill this um this, is going to be this a, bill yeah. that we're running up now yeah, paying for everybody long lasting it's going to be it's, long lasting. Um, there's no question about it the ramifications moving forward apart from well, the you med- said before everything is going to go back to normal the so. economy is going to be a big thing we know that already okay what are the ramifications that the media is not talking about that we could be the first to talk about and they're going to t- start copying that's the thing that we want to talk about I think businesses, apart from what Cam said and the obvious, but apart, I think businesses will understand where to trim what they don't need and realise that they can run on less, doing the same for less. I also think businesses will realise that working from home, a lot of people, not saying all, because I know you, Cam, you've had a not the best of experience so far, but some businesses will realise that some of their staff members will be as productive, not more productive from home, and they won't need everyone in the uh, office all the time. I also think that as a as society that we will uh, realise that we don't need as much. We will find out more so that the superficial things and are not as important as they were. And we will come back to reality in the saying, um, what, what are the absolute necessities? So let's, let's talk about the first subject first. For the moment, we are spreading fears. So what's the consequence after this? Loss of trust in the leadership, loss mm-hmm. of trust in the media, hopefully. I hope people oh. lose trust in the media. That's that's a positive. Do you think so? <coughs> Do you think that people are smart enough to lose trust in the media? If if we manage to get through this, just say, like I said earlier, I think we're heading for a lockdown now. That's why they gave some uh, 
people so much money. Imagine if we get through this without locking people down. Where, you know, there's the majority... Well, sorry, it's not the majority. It's nearly 50-50, maybe it's 60-40 in favour of saving the economy versus saving lives. But even if it's 60-40, if those 40% of the people are proven wrong and they were led astray by the media, do you think they're not going to lose trust in it? This is a big... This isn't a... This isn't a small campaign the media are running on a small subject. I mean, the media tell lies every day, you know, this celebrity did this when it didn't happen, and that's one end of the spectrum. We're all going to die if you don't destroy the economy and lock everyone in their house is a complete other end of the spectrum. Do you not think that will breed mistrust finally in Channel 9? Like, I think people have short memories. Yeah. I think people have short memories. Yeah, good mate. point. Good point. I, I honestly do, mate. I mean, look, how long ago was the fires? Yep. How long ago was the floods? Seriously, I think people have really, really short memories. It's Listen, the unfortunate thing. The other, the other thing but is they'll have too. a tattoo from this one because they won't have a job and they won't have any money to feed their kids. There'll yeah, be a tattoo. You, you, you have a, a look. The fires. The media is the only industry that has no judge. Yeah, but the 40%, that's what. They do have a judge. The judges just don't. We are the jury on it. We just mate, don't. We not, we're nothing, mate. We're not even a jury. We're just followers. If anything, I believe the media has understood that human beings are more attracted to fears than to gain. And so all that they do is that they spread more fears about shit. And then they get it by, by doing what the fear mongrels are doing. Mate, right now, the spreading of fears is not just the media. You should have a look at the amount of social media and the scamming that are happening on the internet, on social media. My sister, for example, sent me a video the other day and it was a Swiss doctor talking about the viruses and the four different receptors it had. As you know, the coronavirus has got a receptor it's using. It's called ACE, e A-C-E number two, a ACE2. And that receptor goes onto the human cell very quickly. So this dude here said in among the 90% of the shit he was telling, he was talking about, it was true. But 10% was untrue. When he said that the viruses had another four receptors, a lot of people start believing it. Why? Because as a human being, when someone tells you 90% of the truth and then the other 10% you're not sure, then you tend to believe it. You tend to believe it as a piece of information you don't know. So when I heard that shit, mate, that night, I almost sent the video to my in-laws. And I thought, no, no. Knowing my in-laws, they're going to panic and I need to really check whether this is legit before I send it to them. Yeah. So that I did a bit of research, I couldn't find anything. I found three videos on this guy. His name was uh, Pascal Boré or Borel or something. I couldn't find a thing. So I did some research on the f different receptors of the coronavirus and there was nothing, not one article that spoke about anything else but ACE2. The next day, I... <laughs> I just wanted to do some more research before I send the information out. And lo and behold, he is an immunologist in Canada talking about this Pascal Borel, saying he's a fake, that he is actually nothing else but in an importer, an, a pineapple importer, that self-taught himself a little bit about medicine and is coming up with this shit. And so there's people mate, going out there. I think it was Chad. He sent me a video of a, a lady being held by the police in a shopping and said, well, have a look at what she's doing, mate. And apparently, there was a video that actually was created two months ago. Mm. 
So we, as people, we embrace fear so badly that we want to believe it, bro. We, we are not interested in checking out whether it's true, what's the source, whether it is done by people who are conspiracy theorists. One video was sent to me, and just by the name of the guy, something, I think Alan Dix or something like this, that I thought, that's, that's a guy in conspiracy theory. So I did a quick search, and it was him. But there's people who not understanding because we live in a society where things has to happen fast. People don't even take the time to check on their sources. So what's the difference with what we're doing? Because anyone on the other side of the fence to us or me anyway could say you're just spreading fears about the economy crashing and what's going to happen after that. That's a fear campaign. I think because we're talking just common sense. Yeah, I but they don't, they don't suit like that. About what so they can do there what we're actually and, and what we are doing in a way and what I've been very strong on is trying to warn everybody about what happens if the economy crashes. That's spreading fear, is it not? Uh, is it not fucking crashing, bro? Yeah, it's crashing. Okay. No, I'm just saying, we're <laughs> playing devil's advocate. But we're talking about the media. The media devil's feeds advocate. on fear. The media feeds on fear. That's what they feed on. They know it's in the human psyche. It, when it comes to positive or negative, we always lean to the negative. It's a defense mechanism. It's survival mechanism in our. So in our was there up. no was there no loss of trust in the media? What was the media doing during the Great Wars? And know, what, what, was there no loss lost. of was there no loss of trust after that in the media or gaining of trust because they turned out to be not bullshitting everyone with something so big as this? Like this is this is the biggest thing I've ever been a part of. I'm sure it's the biggest thing you've ever been a part of, yeah. Thomas. I know you've been through some stuff. I don't know whether it's the biggest thing you've ever been a part of, but surely if forty percent of the population is convinced that we are all going to die, and it turns out to be bullshit. <laughs> There's a loss of trust there. And yes, we have short memories. I, I 100% agree with you there, Chris. But not all our memories leave a tattoo. Apart from the people whose houses That's burned down. Apart from people whose houses burned down in the bushfires or they lost someone, yeah. for the most part, people have forgotten. But the people who yeah. got a tattoo in that, they haven't forgotten the bushfires. They're all sitting there going, fuck, we still don't have a house and you're all carrying on like this. The farmers are still tattooed by the drought yeah. where none of us are. This is going to tattoo so many people. That regardless of whether three months down the track or twelve months down the track things are looking better, they're still going to have the scars. Yeah. They're still going to have that ink look, on their hands. This is World War Three, man. This is this is World War Three with an unknown player. So, so do we not lose trust so in the media over that? Though? But, That's but, what I'm saying. I, 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 no, you want you want. Wrong. No, I don't think that you will lose okay. trust. And no, I don't. I don't think. How so. sad I, is that? I, no, it is, mate. I, I How actually, fucking sad I, is I'd that? I'd love to. I'd love to oh. be able to say yes, we will, and be on your side that we will lose trust with the media. I'd love to be able to say that because I think they need to be held accountable to what, what they're reporting, and I'd love to be on that side of the fence. But in in honesty, I don't think they will. They will manipulate the news to suit themselves put themselves in a good light or deflect to someone else. Yeah, and, and that's what they always They know how to sell it too. Come on, Cam. Mate, they're putting they putting shows they're putting on shows like Survivor, like Mary's at First Sight, which is the fucking crappiest show. Don't you bag Survivor planet? If you bag Survivor, I'm walking out. David won. Do you know what? Then I bag Survivor now, and you can fucking walk out because (laughs) it's all set up. All right, it's all set up shit. And so when you have a look at shit like this that is happening out there, where people are really being spread with crap like this. They s- suddenly start to love that channel. Yeah. And then when, while they're loving that channel, what do we do? We now attach something else, right? You ever seen you many, you ever seen many news channel apologizing for shit? Never. What about we starting to find them for spreading shit that are not real mm. 
Maybe they'll stop doing that we shit. We got told today that if you're out caught outside doing something unnecessary, you'll be fined $11,000 or spend six months in jail. What if the media are caught spreading something that's unnecessary or a half-truth? Very good. There you go. Beautiful. But who watches that? And who controls that governing body? Because then, you know, that's what's fucked about society. You have a... a, a oh, we'll put a, the FRIB. A, yeah, the FRIB, whatever. Yeah, they can do that. They've got nothing fucking, else to do. They're not yeah, even but fucking say, uh, checking on foreigners yeah, but what anyway, So when the, when the whatever organisation it is is accountable for holding the media accountable, but they're run by Labor and Labor has their agenda or they're overlooked by Liberal and they have their agenda or, heaven forbid, they're overlooked by One Nation with their multicultural policy that they've just implemented... I guess, I mean, it would be awesome, but you're still going to get the agendas running through that. You, you I, I think that for quite a while, fear is going to be a, a, a huge button. So l- let me tell you, there's going to be, after the coronavirus, there's going to be people who are going to spread the news of something bad to sell an item that they've bought or shares that they've bought. And you'll see how much panic people are going to get into. People are going to be quite sensitive to very, very panicky issues, especially health, after this virus. That's why I bought shares in a marijuana company, because that paranoia from smoking that stuff is going to help me <laughs> and my shares. You How long do you reckon it's going to be before someone can snooze in public without 20 people around them diving for cover? I, I Funnily, I had an open home. <laughs> not an open home, but a private, oh inspection, my God. private inspection on Saturday. And the lady had a tickle in her throat and she starts coughing. And she goes, I swear I'm not sick. She goes, I've just got a coughing tickle in How my throat. How long do you reckon before people are going to be able to sneeze in public without people diving into a bush? Yeah, I'm serious. No, I reckon right, it's going to be, it's right, going to be used. Right. I'm telling you, all right, we, are not, we are not a bunch of con, but if we were to put our brain, our common sense brain to work, really, we should now create one of those sniffing tube, a sniffing syrup or sniffing spray that people can have to avoid any kind of virus for the rest of their life. Do you know how rich we would be? I think 300 people in Iran just drunk something similar, mate, and they're now, <laughs> they're now all in coffins. No, no. They are, seriously, seriously? They, they all drank uh, methanol, methanol because they were told that it was going to... So alcohol is illegal in, in Iran, so that for one, they don't drink anyway, and they choose their first drink to be methanol, and they're all dead. Five-year-old kids blind and... And something else got a heap of shit going on, and three hundred. Oh, people we died. we'll put water mist, yeah. highly yeah, oxygenated. We're make sure we don't hurt anybody. Highly oxygenated, and we sell it for five bucks a little fifty mil spray. If we use soda water, it's naturally carbonated. I think that's so snake oil, and uh, is illegal. But anyway, but you shutting down my gym before you <laughs> shut down borders is perfectly no, legal. No, what I'm talking to you about that's is legal. The ramification of fears will get people, yeah, people to just do shit. Right, whether they understand it or not, and so there will be cons happening out there. People buy the door gym. People. people buy the door gym two thousand because they're scared of having man boobs. You know, you've got a door. You've got a gym. That's that fear you know, sells everything. We said it before. Online, online business. We sell fear. Did you buy of one? We, no, I don't. You, Mate, I, can't, man I can't fucking do chin ups. Yeah, no, man, exactly. So I should have bought a man. Seriously, we when we Go Pamela Anderson. <laughs> In a way, when we're out listing a property, we yeah. sell the fear of choosing the wrong agent. We don't. We're actually selling them the pleasure of having the right one. Okay. <laughs> You're a good salesperson, bud. <laughs> <laughs> You're really going to go with the cheapest agent? This is your biggest asset. That's uh, Sales are based on fear or pleasure. I only sell pleasure, pleasure man. Pleasure. I only sell pleasure. There's no fear involved in eating a double quarter pound of Listen, cheese all year. If you've learned, exactly. psychology will tell you fear will get people to act faster than pleasure, but fear is short term where pleasure is long term. Mm. 
So it depends on what's sell, selling, boys. Now let's have a look. Now, the next ramification that I think that we're going to have is that people will start dubbing on each other, right? I reckon even the next few weeks, right, in the near future, people are going to call the police because there's a party happening next door with more than one family. Oh, it's going to give all the all the people who were already doing that an absolute field day, isn't the it? The two gooders, the good the people, the good, who, two gooders, the people who are already gooders. ringing up because someone's stereo is going at five minutes after ten. The people who hate door knockers and the people who oh man, they're going to have an absolute field day, aren't they? They're, imagine the community pages now on Facebook. Oh. The carry on community page where you're in trouble if you park in the wrong spot in the shopping centre car park. What are the those two kind of people? This is this is heaven for them. I can dub on him for that and shame him for that and that and that. That gives them their significance, right? And because no one's allowed anywhere near them, they never have to worry about any form of repercussion. So you don't think that because of that, maybe the the, the meaning of the word mate or mateship is going to... Massive loss of trust. I said the the biggest thing that's going to happen in all of this is a massive loss of trust amongst all things. There's going to be an erosion of trust on some sort of level between employer and employee, there's going to be an erosion of trust in the leadership of the country. There's going to be an erosion of trust in what your next-door neighbour's doing. There is, because we're evolved to look after number one, at some point during all of this, we're going to think everyone's out to get us. And that, how do you come back from that? There, There is no amount of... Oh, again, my uh, marijuana company. If you want to buy shares in it, um, that'll fix all the love. So then, how do we how do we change that thing, Cam? Do we look at going saying instead of saying what are they doing against me? How we uh, we should be looking you at know going, how we change it, and it probably won't change. But uh, TL's actually say, got the answer, mate. If everyone sees things as they are, right. and that's what I was about to say. Do we look at ourselves and see how we can make the situation better? Well, we just look at them. Yeah, we do. But we look at it at first. We got to see how it is, not. How right. worse than it's going to be, or worse than it is. We have to see how things are at all points. If someone's got the stereo up at five past ten when it was supposed to be off at ten, the fact is they've got a stereo up at five the past ten. The fact is, I didn't get a fucking invite. What's no. going on? Yeah, well, that's that's standard <laughs> for you. You should have you oh, should have overcome that a I long time ago, mate. This so-called Sunday text message. But that's <laughs> oh, that's going to be. The loss of trust across everything is going to be, and that's the foundation of everything that's going to go wrong now. People aren't going to trust doctors. People aren't going to trust, well, they already don't trust the government. You know what they are going to trust? Channel 9. There'll be an erosion of trust <laughs> across all forms of everything except for Channel 9. Yeah, I think the only way, I think trust could also be won in these times and it's something that I've been focusing on with my business and people especially coming out of this, are going to remember the people they love. Yep. We're in a business, especially in real estate, where there's a lot of sharks and there's a lot of fear spreading and there's a lot of people doing whatever it takes to get the business. And we've got to come up against that in in good times. We've got to come up against that every day. Coming out of this, I see people only ringing up people to sell their house who made them feel okay or offered them support or were there with love during the bad time. So there's actually an opportunity when someone's so everyone is so paranoid and everyone is so mistrusting to take the love and care to a whole other level, mm-hmm. which rather than someone coming out of it going, oh, he's not a bad bloke, they come out of it going, oh, I fucking love that dude. And yeah. that, that, yeah, that can be cool. a long-lasting effect as well. But not if we let our own paranoias get amongst it. I heard, um, I heard from someone earlier a couple of days ago that one of the major, major real estate brands um, up our way sacked their entire property management department then made half of them reapply for their job at a significantly reduced wage 
and I look at that and I go, that fucking sucks for those people, but God, that's good for us because that is no one's going to list with that brand moving forward. How many people are going to find it? And all we are doing is showing love and care and, and connection. As you said before, the time like this brings out a true leader in, in, in a business, yeah? Whether it's in a business or in a in community, life, but in life. In life. At, in your well, family. How are you? Are so you, my, are you? My, my brother-in-law works for a business who, who delivers fresh fruit and vegetables to uh, hotels, hotels and restaurants. That's their call business. They ring in the night that night. We want this in the morning. It's delivered there. He works in that business. He's a driver and a deliverer. Overnight, his employment is terminated. However, two weeks prior, his boss saw this coming. He rang a company within the fresh fruit industry that does online deliveries, packing boxes and so forth, and made a deal with a company to say, listen, I've got 80% of my staff that's going to need work within the next two weeks. What can you do? And he's created work for them, packing boxes and doing delivery drivers for like online ordering. That's a leader. Because when it come out to the other side of this, do you think my brother-in-law is going to go anywhere else for a job but back to the guy who looked after him when times was tough? Yeah. Not at all. We spoke about this earlier. What are the leaders going to do within this company? Our employees will look at it and say, how did they make me feel? What did they do for me? How did they care for me? If they show that now, we will be there for them after. I don't think it's as much doom and gloom. I, you know, rose-coloured glasses, I'm always uh, the, the, the happy side of this coin, so to speak. Splinters, we call you. Pain in the ass. No, the fence paling up your ass. No, no, I'm not a fence paling. I'm telling you how I am, man. <laughs> telling you how it is. I don't believe it's going to be as doom and gloom as everyone thinks. I think people are going to see for what it is. It's going to make those who are good are good and those who are bad are bad. The true colours of people will come out. Yeah, we've already said all that. I'm going against what you said about, you know, people fearing each other and not trusting each other. They're already I, there, mate. We're stabbing each other over toilet paper. Yeah, but I'm saying. It's already happening. So the long-term ramification is a further erosion of trust. For a small few people, it's going to be a, um, a garnering of trust. It is, going to, it is an opportunity for the people whose heads are in the right space to love like they've never loved before. Even those people that were accusing me of horrible things on Facebook the other day, I, I was only replying with, keep your family safe. Keep your family safe, keep your family safe, love you, keep your family safe. Until it got to a point where I snapshotted his kangaroo. But that's all right. There's, I think, unfortunately, because we all believe the media, if we're, if we're already a, a community of people who will stab each other over toilet paper, and that's not hyperbole, that has actually happened. People have been stabbed over toilet paper. And if we are a nation of people who believe everything that's on the news, then unfortunately, Chris Ophiro's coloured glasses, the evidence suggests that there is going to be a further erosion of trust in fellow man rather than a coming together. What I'm trying to say is the opportunity is there for people to actually love you like never before, not mistrust you like never before. And it's up to you whether you take that. Uh, it's a, employers, mate, um, buying, not buying the love, that's the wrong thing, but the trust has got to be a two-way street. Trust, earning the trust of your employees, not, as you mentioned earlier, paying the money you don't have just to keep them happy. That's not trust and that's not love. What your brother did or what your boss's, your brother's boss did, that's a completely different story. It's not a case of I want you to trust me moving forward so I'm going to give you absolutely everything and feed you before I feed my own kids. That can't actually happen. And the employees that see that as a breaking of trust, then that's a problem on their side, not a problem on the employer's side. Are you saying that you, you see the, the breakdown of trust as a majority or the minority? The majority. Majority, mate. It's already been shown. That's why there's no... 
food on the shelves. That's why okay. nurses are getting spat at and, yep. and abused, which is a real problem, unlike the that police officer video going around. But again, that's I think... That's why if people trusted... If people trusted that I can buy this hand sanitizer today and next week when I need some, there will be some, there'd be hand sanitizer on the shelf. If people trusted that next time I need to take a shit, I can go to the shop and get some toilet paper, there would be toilet paper on the shelf. We already don't trust each other. That does not get better, the worse this gets. I can't see a logical reason how it can. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur so and, and I'm, a, I'm a human, so the human side of me and the emotional side of me is just, going with love because the other option is hate and I refuse to go down that that line all right boys let's move along now what what <laughs> what, what about the increase of uh, people taking advantage of each other so I think same, same answer, answer. So, yeah, like a landlord landlords gonna take advantage of tenant yeah. or tenant taking Vice advantage versa. of landlords so I just got off the phone to and, one and, of our and employees versus employer yeah. okay sorry Chris here so I go. just got off the phone to one on the way here off to, uh, off the phone to one of our property managers within our office and he said the, the number of people, the number of tenants calling up saying that I, I can't afford to pay my rent, he's gone, okay, well, we're going to send you some paperwork to sort of substantiate those claims. Please fill out the paperwork and give us A, B, C, D documents. And then once we do that, we'll talk to the landlord about potentially reducing your rent or putting your rent on freeze. He goes, 99% of people don't get back to him once the paperwork is sent out. The price of oil is down to $20 a barrel. Good. Actually, I'm glad you brought that Petrol up. Petrol is so still a dollar thirty a litre. No, 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 no. Not, I can get it for ninety nine cents at the moment. Actually, ninety eight cents at twenty dollars a barrel. That is still right. ninety nine. We're going to pause at the moment for the third bottle. Uh, I've got oh. a I've got a Summerton. It comes from a, a small vineyard in South Australia called Selena. Um, this is uh, I'm going to bastardise this name. A Petit Verdot. What? Okay, it's a it's a smaller grape. Well done, One Nation. <laughs> That's Pauline's a petite Verdot, mate. <laughs> uh, Pauline's answered it. Um, it's a smaller grape with a really dark skin. Careful, guys! You're gonna do this shit like this. She's gonna call me. Good. And Good. She's gonna ask you for your documents. Um, it's a 2015 <laughs> uh, South Australian. So here we go. <laughs> Will people take advantage of each other and will there be a further erosion of trust? Barrels of oil uh, you, are $20. You, you may, you may want to be careful about what you wish for because my, I will join her party. Oh, I'm happy for you too. And I'll put every Chinese in carry-on. Okay? <laughs> We're going to call it Camp China. I don't have, mate, I don't have a problem with the Chinese. You're the one who's been saying... No, China. but I have no problem either. But <laughs> it's a... Well, I yeah. have a Chinese restaurant next to my office in Carryong, and they're boneless lemon chicken and fried rice. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Are they still doing takeaway? They don't give you a free Corona Are with it. Still doing That's takeaway? because you're not a member of the uh, One Nation, mate. We, we've got a lot of leaflets that you should read about, and you might change your opinion because you know that they're feeding you bat. Yeah. Mmm, <laughs> bat. Yeah, but I'm in the I'm in the uh, segment of the population that's immune to coronavirus, so I'm all good. So I, stupid. I, fat, uh, they stupid. did a. Um, a segment on the radio this morning that was ringing with your biggest. They were talking about price gouging, which is what I was just saying with the petrol and that is uh, disgusting. Thomas's question about whether people are going to take advantage of people. That is disgusting. Um, uh, someone rang up. A lettuce went from four dollars one week to a uh, dollar ninety nine to six dollars for a lettuce. Someone had to pay twenty four dollars for some potatoes. 
Um, yeah, mate. We know that hand sanitizer. Oh, we tried to order some hand sanitizer for the business online. Fifty dollars for a bottle. How, how, big, uh, how big was the bottle? Five hundred mils. But yeah, there you 50. go. No. Yeah, hundred percent. So are are people going to take advantage of it? It's already happening. Tell us, tell us their name. I think we're going to do a podcast. We're going to name and shame. Maybe yeah, shame you have to ring my wife. We're going to do a name and shame. Mate, the Cowtex at Carry on a dollar fifty a litre. Still, you are kidding. I'm what is it? How much? Kidding. Dollar fifty. You know what? It comes around the area because a, a service station near my house is ninety-eight cents for un, uh, unleaded. It'll be a metro. I guarantee it's a metro. It's one of those. Yeah. 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 It's and water. Metro. It's plain. It's me- oh, no, 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 I'm not even being metro in West Gosford. Even when times were good, was fifteen cents cheaper than yeah, every yeah. other. R- yeah. I, I like. I support local, and I like to buy all my shit in Carrum, but you can't get petrol there because they're all fucking thieves. On that strip that I go on the way home, there's a there's a there's a Shell, there's a the the, the Coles one. What's the Coles? It's one? mobile. Yeah. Mo- mobile, yeah. whatever it is, and then there's the cheaper Metro one, and they're all within a, a few cents of each other at the moment. And the cheapest I can get it is ninety eight cents. You go into into Menai though, uh, a little bit further in. Um, and they're at a dollar thirty, dollar twenty, dollar thirty. Um, so they're price. The point is, mate, even at ninety nine cents with oil at twenty dollars a barrel, ninety nine cents is still a ripoff. Absolutely. Yeah, but the government has to take your seven hundred and fifty dollars back. Okay, the excise and all this shit is not <laughs> going to be reduced. You understand? There is a limit. That was in the law, right? So you guys are gonna have to understand. That the government does take advantage of us too, in terms of people who take advantage of others. They are first. Right, you watch as things go back to normal. The freaking red tapes are gonna come back. Mm. The other day, if you could listening to the radio, I was hearing people who were jail manager and CEO of shit that I've never heard of in the government. They were making between four hundred to six hundred thousand dollars. Some of them, one point two million, CEO of water bullshit bullshit. Right, more than the, the prime minister mate. And I'm listening to this. It's like. We sit here and we just don't understand that we've been taken advantage of by the government and they actually may be paying their mate. We're going to have to stop this shit. I was talking to a mate lately and I said, you know... So you don't think we can stop the media, but we think we can stop government taking advantage of us. Come on. Uh, Those of you from the media listening to me, I would never... (laughs) 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 I would never put you down. I will never put you down <laughs> the one the because I need to use you. <laughs> However, the government absolutely because our, every three years they change. Where you are here forever. <laughs> Podcasts Rip. haven't been Rip raped it. yet, mate. Podcasts <laughs> are still free to do. It's still free to upload and you don't have to make an earn off. They haven't raped podcasts yet. Stay away, you grubs. Stay away. You know what? T- talking about stay away, the government and always playing the cynic the yeah. government no. releasing these... <laughs> Fucking don't. You try and make everyone happy. All right, I'm trying to make go. everyone happy. Chris is going to appease right, everybody so here. The, the, government, the government giving all these handouts, and we sport up before about self-funded retirees, do you think the government will change laws so they can get their hands I just on said that. I asked before, are they going to change the whole super system and all that thing? So to, and to tax it and so forth, to have more control over the super system? I don't know. That's what I was asking um, you guys. I think super is your the last of your worries. I think if anything comes out now and people are really fading them, they will know that the government has been building a lot of red tapes in order to make sure that their budget is not only positive, but they've got plenty of money for the mates. Because right now, look at how the last two weeks has been. We made rules and laws and new, what is it, legislation just on the run. 
Yeah. Sure. Right? There's no red tapes. Things just happen. What if we did that? Australia would become one of the best and most competitive country on the planet. But yeah. right now, if I want to do something, I have to go to council, I have to go and get this, I have to go and get even my fucking pool, having s- someone to come by and have a look that I, I uh, follow, the, I comply with the rules. Does it go back there though? Because I was saying that before about the level of service that's gone up in, in our industry or around my business. So once the government proves that it can actually change laws in six hours... Can it get back to a point where <coughs> they say, oh, we have to debate this and it, you know, this, well, the bill won't get passed for another three months and blah, blah, blah? Can oh, that, I don't know how that back end works. Being no, like but, but can they, on, like, they look at us with a straight face and say a lot of things that are bullshit, but how long till they everyone clicks? When things do get back to whatever normal in air quotes is and they start going, oh, you know, we're going to have to debate this for three months before we can change our laws. Hang on, when all this shit was going on, you were changing laws every six hours. Yeah, It can't be that hard. So is that a change for the better that may come out of this? No, because uh, all those guys, in order to keep on being paid, have to protect each have other. To have the you look at council and the number of shit now you have to do for certain things. It, it's just stupid, man. But I understand it's not stupid. They need the money in order to pay each other. Right? The NRL just got found out. The NRL is broke, but they get paid billions of dollars every year in TV rights. And because they're broke, they've asked the players to take an 87% pay cut, the players. They had a meeting where the NRL opened the books and it was found that they were spending $181 million a year on administration staff. In 2012, they had 20 administration staff and then they got a new TV deal and that's now something like 120 administration staff. It also got found out that while they were asking the players to take an 87% pay cut, one of the players, Jerrydon, said, well, why don't you just pay us early out of our retirement fund because the NRL has a separate bank account for when you retire. Here's your gold watch or whatever they call it. Here's a, here's a payment. NRL's been spending their retirement fund. <laughs> retirement fund's $15 million short of where it should have been. So here's players that have got contracts for a million dollars a year being asked to take 60000 and the NRL's been spending all their money. It's a, sim- it's a similar thing to what we're talking about. They're all paying you know, their it, mates. If the government's fed income, you know, they, they should take advantage of this point in time to get rid of all of those guys that are scheming and scamming Cut and conning fat. people. Yeah. And that's what you said before at one, uh, one of our previous podcasts, Thomas, was those who are paying their dues now, should be first to line up. Yeah, those who need to be have a look at, second look at, doing like you said, Cam, double dipping and putting their hands where they shouldn't be. Maybe now jail time and more severe consequences should be put. All right, place. let's let's have a look at the next ramification, brothers. Mental health in terms of depression, anxiety, people who now are going to be actually in jail and domestic violence. What's your take? I'll never ever joke in this subject because it's something I've had to deal with in the past and most people have was a bit of mental health issues. Having said that, if people are going to psychiatrists like Christianola was earlier, then we're all screwed. Um, what did he say? What was his line again? Oh, you just have to talk it out and yeah. see what happens. You have uh, to accept it. Just build accept a bridge it. And get the fuck over it. <laughs> um, in good times, mental health is a massive issue. In bad times, it's a bigger issue. This isn't even a bad time. This is a horrific time. Yeah, absolutely, man. I don't know how we get out of it. I don't know how we improve the mental health of people other than providing them as much certainty as humanly possible. But 
as far as a ramification, regardless, even the 750 a week. It's a, it was a good start and it gave some people who thought they were going to be lining up against... To go and stand on a Centrelink line next to somebody who has never even tried to get a job before in their life when you've worked your ass off to have a restaurant and, and yep. put your life on the line to have a gym or whatever it may be, to go and have to line up next to someone who's never even fucking tried to get a job in their life who has just gone from $250 a week to $550 a week still without trying to... To go and line up next to those people, people cannot underestimate the effect that has on men. And when I say men, I mean humans, like... Yeah. Men and women alike, the the the, cru- the yeah. crushing of the the human soul that comes with that, and I don't know, Thomas, if we can predict the ramifications of that. All I know is that through capitalism and and the good times that we've enjoyed since the last great war, people have still struggled with their mental health. So how the fuck they deal with it now is I've got no. Well, l- listen, brothers, I um I just did a uh, podcast of Chris Jocelyn. A man who probably has built an empire, a man who's got everything just to retire and enjoy life like nobody else. But when he's about to retire and he's enjoying one or two years of his life and suddenly gets a brain tumor, and and the tumor was about the size of an orange in his head, they had to cut his skull and, and then remove that part of the brain. He actually said to me yesterday in, in the podcast, it's our responsibility we had to make it our responsibility to look for ways to entertain ourselves. So he is a guy, I mean, after his operation, the tumor kept on spreading. He's gone through over 15 radiation and chemotherapy, which has not given him one iota of improvement, by the way. And still going through it, right? Yeah, he's going through it for the moment. He's been, since May 2019 going through all of these operations and just lately he, he can't even walk. So, man, listening to his shit, you're going, what we're going through is nothing. What are we complaining about? And he's a guy who's going through this. And when I ask, I ask him, so, so what was your first thought? Because I'm thinking, man, he, he, here I go. He's going to say something I want to hear, which is anger and all that shit. He says, no, my first thought was gratitude. My first thought is, you know, what is it I can do, you know, to keep on? I think... What we're going through, we can be a victim of this. Yes. And yes, then we're going to go through mental health issue. Or we can be a player in this game and say, well, how great is that we're going through this? Because one of these days we're going to sit down with our grandchildren or great-grandchildren and share with them what we've gone through. So I think that in terms of mental health, it's a lot about responsibility. It's what is it that we are going to do in terms of taking action in order to entertain ourselves, do things so that we don't get there. And, and I thought that, you know, I learned so much. That podcast for me that I put on yesterday was just a treasure for me. And as I said to him, there is nobody else that I could really ask to tell me when we are as a society going through a pandemic when he is fighting for his life. He's, it's, it's not even a pandemic. He said to me at one stage, maybe not even on the podcast, he said to me, Thomas, I'm not going to get out of here. I know that. But the key is, what am I doing while I'm going through this now? We're us. We're going to get out of this. Yeah. I have a, I have a fear for our elderly. Yeah. I have a fear for our elderly are some of, some of the strongest minded people that you'll meet at the moment. Everything that Thomas said, they're not worried about this. They're not they have a stronger mindset. We've been through worse times. We've been through the war. We've been through this. We've been through that. But 
there's enough evidence to suggest what happens to people who are put in solitary confinement for too long. Absolutely. And I worry about whether someone who's not up with technology, who can't use Zoom, who doesn't know how to use FaceTime, who can't get any social interaction because they've been locked in their house, because they're over 70, I worry about those type of people. I worry about people who can have no social interaction whatsoever and regardless of how strong-willed they are, what happens to them? Yeah, well, they die, bro. I think that you can't worry about them. They need to worry about themselves. Okay, I mean, this is the message I got yesterday from Greece. Let's stop worrying about them. Let's let's spread the news about some of the good ways of doing it, but they're going to have to want to take along. Yeah, but right? someone who's someone who's 80, <coughs> mate, who, who you can can't teach them. Fo- you yeah, can teach them. But if we can't go near them... No, but we can still teach them. So if there's... Like, 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 you know, one of the things that I, I told our boys, and there's actually now, it's now there because I spent my Saturday trying to find out how am I going to build this for them. That is, I thought about creating the bingo game for our elderly, even though they're isolated and we can find a way of getting them to share news and share get the game of bingo. And I found out that, the, you know, there's bingo blitz that the elderly can actually join and play. It's been there. The only problem with games like bingo blitz it's that you're still doing it with a computer. Even though you can chat with another elderly, it, you're not seeing yourself. But I believe that, you know, the combination of Zoom, which actually had a, a, a boom in the last week, they, that's a company that has just skyrocketed. But uh, according, according to the discussion I had with Chris Jocelyn, is that Zoom could actually be destroyed by two bigger players because two bigger players actually own them. And so, you know, nothing stops us from having a 100 elderly in our area to play bingos together. And they can be isolated and still together by seeing each other. So all of these things are possible, Bo. Yeah, but, but that takes initiative from other people to implement, which is great because we've got to be that change. Absolutely. I worry about, I worry about the people who don't have that around them. And I know you're saying I shouldn't worry. You fucking do worry. No, but if one of the problems is that, you know, you can't worry about it. You have to create stuff because whenever you worry, you worry about maybe some people who don't want to help themselves. Also, you worry a lot about things that you, you can't solve. Where if you bring the solution, well, that's the biggest worry but you isn't, have. Isn't worry a catalyst for solution-based thinking? No. If I'm worried about... I had the conversation today, like my mum, my mum, who's one of the unhealthiest people I know, went and did some shopping for us and offered to drop it off at the front door. She's not allowed in her house and hasn't seen the kids or us for weeks. And it's heartbreaking. really is. It's really hard for us. And it's hard for the kids. Isaac was an absolute mess. And she said, just close the blind so the kids don't see me. I'll drop the shopping off and go because she didn't want to upset the kids. And and Crystal was like, no, no, no. Let's talk through a window. Like, how fucking old? This is where we're at now. The, the kids who their grandmother looks after them four days a week, they're now talking to her through a window. And Crystal said to me, he goes, if we get locked down, what are we actually going to do? Is, is your mum going to move in with us? Because she's at Bensville on her own. And talking through a window at the kids for a 66-year-old lady who is in very poor health anyway, it, it's a worry, mate. I know you don't like the word, but that's a fucking worry. So what do we do there? Can she move in with us? And then and then is that because we're going to shut everything down without a vaccine, which we've agreed isn't going to work, do we get this lady to move in with us and then go to the shops and grab some fucking pasta and then come back and give a fucking coronavirus and absolutely that's the risk you so, take so but this this what this does is puts us into solution-based thinking i say to crystal 
Does mum know how to use FaceTime? Has she got Zoom? Does she have a laptop? We should buy her a laptop. The worry is putting me into a place of how do we solve it? It's all yeah. right being worried about it, but now how do we fix it? Yeah. You know, you, I don't know if yeah, you go that's to right. That's what I meant. So you have to put your, your, your mind into working. But he, here's the thing. This is common sense, right? If the virus takes up to 14 days to really incubation, then we're really going to have to have a look, even if it takes 27 days. Well, if you and your entire family can isolate yourself for 27 days and your mum too, well, then nothing stops her from moving in. And then afterwards, you're going to have to organise for home delivery in terms of things. Then you don't have to go out. Then there's no problem. I mean, there's, there's many things that can be done, you I'm sure. You don't come up with that issue unless you're worried to begin with. Because if you're not worried about anything, there's no reason to come I understand that, but that, that is a very s- s- small case. That's just your mum. I'm talking about, what about the hundreds of elderly yeah, well, that are Yeah, that's what I say. When I say I'm worried about You can't fix them, man. You can't, you can't fix them. Your house is not big enough. Your pocket's not big enough to, to look after this. So you have to do that by helping them with projects, with games that you can really share with them, you know? So, yeah, you can think about these things. So if thinking about ways of distracting them is what you call worry, then it's the same thing. We, we understand each other, Okay. So I think that, yes, the uh, elderly uh, look at this is what, what a way of finishing your life. Look, I, I think with the elderly, they an elimination of, uh, of the want of reaching out to speak to others and asking for help needs to be implemented. I've got a few people. Oh, fuck you, Cam, seriously. Um, I'm not going to say it on live. Reach around. Podcast. Reach around. <laughs> Um, those guys who are, are, are live by themselves, but in, in an area where they've got a support network around them, whether it's in a in a street with people that will look after them, reach out. Don't have that ego to say no. I'm fine. I'm fine. When you're actually not, say yes. I need you to go to the shops for me. Here's the money. I'll slide it under the door. Whatever it may be, go to the shops and buy whatever I need to buy. I think. But the unfortunate thing is, even this podcast won't be reaching them. We're putting so out a... I think we need to... Sorry, Cam, I'll just inject. I think as a community, and, and Thomas goes on about this, and we're leading up to Anzac Day, we need to go and knock on the doors of our fucking neighbours who are above 60 and say, how can I help? Forget about real estate agents. Forget about freaking whatever. If you are in an area and you have a neighbour within the five or ten doors of you that is above 60 years of age, go and knock on their bloody door. We're putting a card in everyone's letterbox delivered with gloves... And it's, it's something as a business we're doing, but there's, to your point, there's nothing stopping everyone on the planet doing. Absolutely, mate. And it just says, here's our phone number, here's a card, you can tick what you need. You can mm-hmm. either tick the card and leave it in your letterbox or give us a call and we'll organise some way of getting, chopping something. What, there's, there's a few different yeah. categories on it. There's lots of stuff people can be doing along that point. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I just want to... I have a... a, a and I use this in one of our last podcasts as an example to Thomas. What happens if you've got a 90-year-old man who you've just sold their house for because his wife died, he needs to buy another house, but you've got to isolate the elderly? What happens? He bought a fucking house yesterday. Yeah. He rang the agent. The agent said, yeah, come and look at the house. Gets there. No gloves, no protection, no nothing. Takes him through the house without anything. The bloke's 90 years old. Takes him back to the office, gets him to sign a contract. No protections in place, no social distancing, no nothing. One of the biggest networks in Australia running their fucking business like that. It's, it's irresponsible. That's fucking way. criminal, mate. Ir- when he rang me way. and told me, look, I didn't say any of this to Bill, didn't say a word of it to him, but I got off the phone and went, here's us 
refusing to show houses unless you look at a virtual tour, then have a walkthrough video on FaceTime with our buyer's agent and can prove you've got the money ready to go before we let you anywhere near a house taking a fucking 90-year-old man through a property with no care in the world for It's all right, mate. Just uh, make a note of it so he can go to jail when it happens. <laughs> yeah, well... We yeah, won't name right, names, mate. mate they're, criminal. They're, their brand colours are yellow and white usually. And what is it? Their yeah. brand colours are yellow and white and that white colour isn't a play on their name at all. It's, uh, it is criminal. You are right, mate. And you it's, just said it's, Ray White. Is that what you're saying? You said Ray White. No, I said his name was Bill. Where did you get Ray White from? Are they colours yeah, yellow and white? Is it that, that <laughs> has to be Ray White? I'm fucking Ray White. Yeah. Yeah. No, Christian well. from Ray White. That's okay. When that happens, we don't have to just go and uh, we don't have to go and see and visit him at Silver Water. He'll be fine. Unfucking believable. So any, anything, guys. The, the, so we know that you know people are going to take advantage of other people. We we, we know about the domestic violence, um, domestic violence with mum and dad, like. Uh, <laughs> Hanging around each other a little bit more than what they used to. But you know, <laughs> fucking 24 <laughs> 7. <laughs> oh. Homeschooling went good. So Crystal's been. Crystal goes. <laughs> Crystal goes. Yeah, I don't feel safe anymore. It's time we brought the kids home from school. I'm like, no worries. So she's like, and mate, all power to her. She has had to do all the administration for the business still. She has had to homeschool the kids still. What do you mean homeschool the kids? I don't understand. No, we'll do their lessons and make sure they're doing their school. She doesn't work. have to do their no, lessons. No, no, just let me tell a story. She doesn't have anyway, to. She does. She does. <laughs> We're in the public school system, mate. We don't have a magic tooth fairy that turns up on the computer every day and teaches your kids for you. So while she's doing the administration for the business and homeschooling the kids and still having to stay on top of the house with dinners and doing what she was already doing... Absolutely killing it. But we're only a week in and yesterday it was, oh, can you do this lesson with Isaac? So I got the call up. <laughs> Fucking no. It's meant to be my day off. Mondays are meant to be my day off. I worked all day yesterday, but at three o'clock I finally emerged and she said, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, uh, nothing. Cool, Isaac's still got this lesson to go. Anyway, four minutes, 32 seconds later, footy in the backyard. We were on. Yesterday Isaac learned how to step off both left and right foot. <laughs> And still hasn't got a fucking clue about photography. So <laughs> don't pass the homeschooling to me. He had this lesson, this photography lesson. So we're locked down. We're Is not that the one we saw on Facebook We're not today? supposed to leave the house, right? Yes. But he's got a list of 15 things that he's supposed to find and photograph in nature. Find a beautiful rock. Find a tree that's shaped like a letter. Find a feather. Like I don't have fucking birds falling out of the sky in my backyard. <laughs> Find water, find blah, 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 all this stuff where you're not supposed to leave the house. So we left the house for five seconds, drove around the block so Crystal thought we were doing something, got back, got the footy out of the garage and I taught him how to step off left and right. Okay, okay all right, now I'm, I'm going to ask a question. Are you in charge of the homeschooling of your children? We are supposed to. Yeah, the uh, teacher throws out all this shit that has to be done and we're responsible for making sure it happens. Are you serious? Yes. So the teacher is not even teaching no. the kids. Uh, yesterday the kids had their first Zoom and it went for three minutes and because the schools aren't closed, the teacher still had four kids with him in the classroom so he was on the Zoom saying, okay, this is our first lesson, we're just making sure Zoom works. Has anyone got any questions? No, good, I'll catch you later. And that was the end of the Zoom and then we got sent a whole bunch of lessons that are supposed to be achieved by Crystal and I while we're trying to navigate the rest of the shit that's going on so is that the case with you no 
my kids are a bit older, that very similar to yours. That's yeah. Ali and Zara. Yeah, so I've had to talk um, Crystal down because my wife is a highly anxious person. Anxiety is one of her biggest drivers, and she uh, one of her fears in life is that she wasn't very well educated. This is one of her fears anyway. So she worries about stuff like that. So she's putting a lot of pressure on herself to at least maintain the kids' level. And we've had that chat saying, listen, they're going backwards regardless. In no. that, in, No, no, no. In that sense, they will, mate. We're not in a classroom eight hours a day. We can't physically teach them all this stuff. But the stuff they're going to learn outside of their maths and English and the life lessons they're going to learn will far outweigh any slight regression they may have in their academic abilities. You know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally disagree with you for a change. I actually believe... <laughs> you like that? I love it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually believe that you and Crystal will be able to do a far better job in the short period of time that you have your kids, whether it be English, math, science, whatever it may be, simple, simple mathematics. Your kids are a lot younger than mine. How old's your oldest? The ones we're teaching are eight and... Yeah, man. No, oh. way, way above his uh, <laughs> his level, but not Crystal. Here's something for you, though. They're no. fucked if they've got you as a teacher, but I Crystal, you're fine. I talked about the elderly before, right? So already they've been together for a week. Indy is talking like an eight-year-old, okay, which may be a good thing or a bad thing, but at least it's some sort of advancement. Isaac has only been talking to a four-year-old. What is going to happen to his social capabilities and his... Um, how old is he? Capacity. Eight. Well, he's just he's has to learn. Crystal, man, he just has you. to learn, so like later I'm on more, in life. I'm coming. You just up. have to date girls that are four years younger <laughs> than you. I'm coming and home, and Indy's going, "What's up, bro?" Which is Isaac. <sighs> like that's no, that's not Isaac. Daughter. That's you. That's you. No, this is for, Isaac. No, bro. for Isaac to say that it's you. That's how we. That do. means you're teaching oh, Isaac yeah. the wrong Listen, thing. Listen, if we get into an I'm argument sorry, about man. the education system, I'm happy with the what's up, bro. I don't mind. That's I think the education system all together is letting our children down, regardless. No, I was talking about home life for my wife. But, you guys but, are blowing up about no, but how much we have to teach our kids. We oh, have to do no. The whole what life. I'm saying is, you need to teach your kids that, that, and take their. Um, strengths and make them better. It's simple as that. Oh, we had to photograph a rock, mate, so we got a football. Is that all right? Well, you with a football is probably like a rock, but... Um, <laughs> I can step off left and right foot, mate, and I'll run straight over the fucking top of you. That's, so that's fine, mate. I'll that's why, that's why Cam should that. not be teaching his kids. You see, it's all about him, man. See? I'm, I'm, I'm sure Isaac. I'm sure Isaac sat down and watched his dad like standing up on the on the ball and then I, playing with it. Come I think on. Crystal's got no problem, man. She's a smart. I didn't say she one. had a problem. I said she's you doing said a she, she thinks she has a problem. She was worried about. Okay, she so was putting a I lot said, of pressure on herself. She, That's she, all gone now. The pressure's yeah, gone good. because. My wife doesn't drink. She's had more glasses of wine this week than she's ever had before <laughs> in the last She's got five no years. problem. We're, we're fortunate. Our kids are getting great classes of a morning. Um, every cl- they get they delivered what they need to be delivered, and they do. They actually no. the kids are doing because the official that. line is from but the government: keep your kids home. But if you need to go to school, you could, still can. The teachers are in a position where they still have to teach kids in the class. Yeah, and there's a bunch of kids at home that need work. So uh, there was a Zoom, another Zoom lesson today, and when I get home, I'm sure I'll get the lowdown on that. Whether it was a bit more substantial than what happened yesterday, but the fact is, Isaac had been home for. A, over a week before the first interaction with his teacher happened. And apart from that, it's a bunch of lessons that have been sent via email. Please make sure your kids complete this. And and that falls on us, mate. And that's With what's on Google, mate, you, you Google lessons for 
you know, eight-year-olds and so forth. There's a there's a multitude. Yeah, but the responsibility is still on us to sit there and absolutely. make sure it's being done. Absolutely, there's a, the, the responsibility is on us. Um, whether they're four, eight, twelve, sixteen, whatever it is, the, the responsibility is us. No, well, sixteen-year-old, you can send them to their roommate to do their schoolwork, right? You know, you can. Sixteen, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think he do obviously it? hasn't and got sixteen-year-old. Maybe some eight-year-olds you can too. Not our eight-year-old. His attention. The board I'm saying. Starved, he needs people around him the whole time. Crystal tried to do half an hour of paperwork today for the yeah. She rang me and could not get away because every time she stopped looking at what Isaac was doing, he stopped doing his schoolwork. So the, the pressure now on parents. Nah, that's because parents are weak, mate. Just send your, your kids to me. In two days, you'll get them fixed. They'll be members of the One Nation Party. Absolutely, mate. No, they, they, they'll, they'll be fixed, man. Yeah, man, we're going to have to stop this I didn't this say there bullshit. was anything wrong with them. We I'm just talking may, about Maybe our parenthood has to just shift up one level. 100% it because does. Because I'm telling you, man, you send your kids to my place two days. I only ask for two days. They'll come back. I'm they'll do their freaking homework. You, they would not even move when you say don't move. But I'll give you very two words, right? Don't move <laughs> or move. Very simple words. If you go outside, don't move and move, mate, you're fucked and you're on your own. I don't but argue with you, mate. Come on, man. It's I don't parenthood. argue with you, but we're here talking about. Are we here talking about? No, no, but I'm, 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 no, I'm to, no. Then lockdown? let's not let's not complain if we as parents. I'm not complaining. Are trying to overdo, you know? There's no in, complaint. This I is only have two rules: don't move, move. You do that in my house, you get Padindi moved. Oh yeah, well you'll you'll see. My Zach just moved. I think my my biggest problem more with the children is. These poor kids are going through something very different that may impact them, the way they interact. I think that being away from their friends, I think, worries me more. Right? The way that they are now talking to their friends and it's through Facebook rather than meeting them like us. It's very different. I mean, we're having homeschooling right now and the way that they study is very different. They don't even ask a real question. Like, you know, they're going through the Zoom and all that stuff, and team, Microsoft Teams and all these things, but it's still not the same. So I, I think that as a parent, I spend every day asking them how they're going. Do they have any issue with school? Should I be taking it up with one of their teachers? I, I have no problem. I try my best to make them part of the driving team, part of the team, not just being a spectators. They're not here to get a Zoom for three minutes. That's bullshit. But that will get me straight away on the teacher. And I have no problem with taking on a teacher even face-to-face -face because that will be a meeting of two people. There's no problem, right? So, <laughs> but I am not going to have my children being either part of the test lab or being punished because of what we're going through right now. Because the way they will interact with each other in the future will depend on how we take them through the other side. This is only the beginning. So, so in saying this is only been sorry, Kim, this is the only the beginning. This week is the end of the school term. Yeah. Um, for I think all schools and to, to a two week is it two week? Is it, uh, is it three weeks? Isn't it? Three, two, three yeah. week. I don't holiday. know, mate. Crystal's a teacher, not me. <laughs> holiday period mm -hmm. on the other side of this. Yeah. Are they going back? Or are we still going to homeschool? I don't think they're going to go back. We did. So in their school, they already have things like knitting for the family. So last night, Zoe was asking me, what, what, color, what color do you want? Because they're making a scarf for everyone in the family. So we had to pick a color. And so it was an opportunity just to work with them. Mate, you should have seen the pride she had when I said the color I wanted. Because she knew what she was. And, and then she'd go, 
I think that was the the way that the school decided. Let's make these kids even Interact. useful. The driver, the boss, the, the, you know, of, of their, <laughs> no, of their life. Why didn't, they, why didn't they get the kids making face masks? <coughs> you know, w- one of the things that even we are trying to do here is to run a competition where children are going to be painting an egg. Could be an, a plaster egg or an, a real egg that they boil. And they're going to paint and then send a picture of that to all of our offices and we're going to draw maybe the winning egg. I mean, these are the things you have to think outside the box. Yeah, there yeah. are things that we can do to get them to interact, yeah. right? And, and and so I think: Are we a driver? Are we a spectator? And the coronavirus is the driver. Can I backtrack a little? We did a lot of um, hypotheticals before. We didn't do school teachers, and most of the talk up until well, most of the talk last week and for the week preceding that was schools. Should your kids be there? And I see a lot of teachers on Facebook complaining about everyone else gets to stay home but we've still got to face these risks every day like the nurses and the doctors do and that sort of thing and we all you know I saw the look on your guys faces when I talked to about the three minute zoom call yesterday because the teacher still had kids in the classroom now if you've gotten into now if you've gotten into teaching because you're passionate about teaching children just let's let's assume for a second that not every teacher is there for 12 weeks holidays let's assume that there's some there because they're passionate about the education of kids what are you thinking at the moment? Uh, what am I thinking? If I was a teacher, a teacher, like yeah. well, let's put ourselves in the teacher. I'll do the best. I'll do the best I can and follow, and and then I'll go out there. I think of games. I would think of things to keep the kids entertained. But you'll have two sides, man. The, the podcast where we did hypotheticals. It obviously there's going to be bad and good ones, right? The good teachers will always find a way of yeah. entertaining and teaching their children. The bad teachers, mate, they will always find a way of talking poor me. Doing the minimum. Yeah. And just as much as us, we can find the good performers from the bad cultured people in our business. Well, a school will find their own good or bad teachers. That's for the school to weed them out. Just weed out these bastards and give the opportunity to people who deserve it. Yeah. Because right now, there's only one, one category of people that I feel for. And that is the frontliners health worker, the nurses, right? Mate, school teachers, mate, they keep on saying that there's no problem with the kids. So stop fucking around with bullshit, right? You are working in an industry where there is no problem. There's probably less problem for you than for you guys here in this room because we're working with adults, we're meeting different adults. And worst of all, we're going to freaking shops like Coles and Woolies. They don't even test their people. They touch all the cans and bottles, and then we grab them and we bring them home to our elderly. Mm. So can we stop this shit about talking to the teachers? Here is how I would say it as a member of the One Nation Party. <laughs> what party were you in just then? Just fight the Chinese teachers. <laughs> 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 We talk like I get you and I agree, but yes, part of yesterday's package was if you've been a casual worker at a place for less than twelve months and you don't get any of that support, and we asked again in one of the hypotheticals, what about the uni student who's just come out? A lot of casual teachers out there who couldn't get a teaching gig, so they're just relief teachers and um, going from job to job. They're all fucked, I would assume, in this. Clarify that package yesterday for me because I'm still unclear. Full-time, part-time workers entitled to $1,500 a fortnight. 
Casual workers. As if in, sorry, on that, before you go on, as of employed when? Doesn't matter. So they could have been employed February 28th. If you're a full-time or a part-time worker, you're entitled to the payment. And it's backdated. I thought it was full-time or part-time as before the 1st of March. Yeah, anyone who's been sacked after the 1st of March. Sacked, oh, sacked. After so the what if you've been March. employed after the 1st of March? I didn't say. So there's, okay. there's no it longevity prior. It's backdated to the 1st of March. So if your employer sacked you in the first week of March because they got wind of this, yep. you're still included. No, but I understood that. casual I understood workers that. are only included if they've been working for longer than 12 months, 12 months. in an employer. So, so is there any requirement for those full-time or part, permanent part-time or part-time workers to be I'm employed about for casuals. six no, I'm asking no, the question all it was about said, full-time no, and permanent part-time. All it was said was if you're a full-time or part-time worker, okay. you will be paid $1,500 a fortnight. It will be backdated to the 1st of March to cover, no, it, to cover anyone who was let go because yep. of this. And you can't say in February 15th you right. let someone go because of coronavirus. You'd you won't get away with it. So, but if they were employed, if they were employed February fifteenth, they get seven fifty a week, mate. Okay. If the business is downturned by thirty percent, but we forgot. What was your question again? No, there wasn't a question. I was just pointing out. We were talking about the uni students before. There's a lot of casual teachers. There was a, a long while there where the entry requirements to be a teacher at uni were pretty low, and I know a lot of friends who left security and things to go to uni to be a teacher because the um, entry requirements had been lowered. They've now put them back up. So if you want to be a teacher, you have to get a decent ATAR or whatever the fuck they call it now at university. But a lot of those same people couldn't get teaching jobs because there were none available. So you were a relief teacher from day to day. If a teacher got sick, you got called in. Uh, there's a lot of those teaching jobs now and a lot of those people, if they've only come out of uni in 2019, are now on the Centrelink line. Yeah which goes to your point before about what about the guys just studied for four years and, and done all this. They're now lining up next to people who have never tried to get a job before in their life. If they're a teacher, just come out of uni, put your hand up to do an online course to help people teach their kids at home. I spoke to one of our... I spoke to someone today who, one, used to be a, a teacher and his partner is a school teacher. And she's been home having a baby and, and on maternity leave and... and uh, just finished, actually finished uni while she was pregnant and just got her teacher's clearance. And uh, last week on Facebook, they were on Facebook offering if anyone's having trouble tutoring their kids, here to help, blah, 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 blah. And I spoke to him today and I said, mate, instead of offering on Facebook, here's how I recorded a podcast last week. She gets on, she creates 15, 20-minute lessons for people because I know there's a lot of parents screaming out, how do mate, I get some help for my ideal. kids? How do you... Perfect. Because even though my son's in a public school, Point Care... Point Clare Public is one of the more advanced public schools on, on the Central Coast and in our region, let alone anywhere, um, a lot of schools won't even be doing the three-minute Zoom that Isaac got yesterday. Yep. So jump on. This is where innovation's going to come out. And, if uh, you're and that's it, Cam. And that innovation, mate, whether it's a gym, whether it's a gym, a restaurant, a school teacher, whatever it may be, that innovation moving forward is going to separate a lot of people. You can punch on later. Let's... Talk about that later. So it's, the innovation is going to be uh, where people will separate themselves. Offering solutions to people requirements today. What are they going to do? If someone who needs a gym, a gym instructor, instructor, let's jump on a, a, a 
Shut up, you two. <laughs> if someone needs an English teacher, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't come, don't come and speak to the Italian Australian. Literacy, seriously. how are you going? Literacy. Talking about, this, uh, talking about Italian, what about that Andrew Cuomo in uh, New York, the governor of New York? I don't know. He's telling, basically, telling Trump to piss off. No, but what, what a leadership. What a leadership. I haven't followed, sorry. Oh, man, well, he yeah. said basically we need 30,000 ventilators and Trump is questioning himself. He's gone, I'd rather have them and not use them than not have them and need them. Right. No, 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 man. If you have the time, just get on YouTube and follow him because the guy makes sense. Do you know how we try and have fun? But is he also we, the we guy know who came out sense. and said you'll never, ever be able to lock down New York? It'll never happen? And three days later it was locked down? Is that the same guy? No, no, it's not locked down, bro. No, so it New York shut down. down? No, it's not. So <laughs> it's, it's not. That's what Trump wants to do. No, that was a very Donald Trump answer of you. I've, <laughs> no. provide, I've provided evidence and you've just gone, that's fake. nah. That's fake news. <laughs> nah. Fake news. <laughs> no, that's what Trump wanted to quarantine the entire area and he says and that's illegal. But no, no. What what I want to say is, <laughs> a, a, as a leader, our job is to calm uh, calm things down. And I think that you know, Chris, if you want to follow an Italian leader in study, man, that Andrew Cuomo is worth every penny. Listen and study the guy. I I think he's got so much common sense. I I couldn't fault the guy. I'm listening to his stuff, and you know, all I'm looking at is, all right, what is what you think making sense? The next line is it making sense? And he kept on making sense one line after another. It's really so entertaining, so refreshing to just see people making sense. Because I think if you make sense, you don't have to be popular. If you make sense, you don't have to go for things that are short sight. Yeah. If you don't, if you make sense, you don't have to go for band aid. You know, when you make sense. Well, you push everything else aside. The popular thing, the band aid decisions are gone. And man, he is just pure leadership. Right, and and I think that looking at the ramification, brothers, I believe that the real ramification that's going to come out is we're about to breed a society of people who are anxious. We look for very small problems in anything around them, and it's a society without trust. What do you think? I've already agreed with you on the trust. Do you not think we're already? And let's go pre-coronavirus. We're already a highly anxious society who look for the shit in everything. As a, as a general rule? You, you used to say we're expert shit finders. We are, we, we've got a master degree in shit finding. I understand right. that. But, but right now... that gets amplified. But it's, it's, now, it's now imprinted into the society Part of our of younger DNA, ones. Yeah? 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 yeah, I think the loss of trust is a massive issue. Yeah. So, massive so what would be now to finalise our uh, podcast on ramification, what would be the job of the future? Would that be a lawyer then in, uh, in trust? Well, lawyers are going to be... <laughs> Litigation lawyers who weren't already yep. making enough are going to be making a whole lot more. Yep. So, Alex, forget insurance, mate. Litigation <laughs> is a place to yep. be. Oh, online sales because people make themselves feel good temporarily when they buy something. So it's a, it's a release of, of endorphins. If no one's so trusting anyone, if people are scared of disease, every business needs to work out a way of doing it, conducting itself digitally. Yeah. Um, I know TL is adamant that no one will ever buy a house without stepping foot inside it. Investors do that every day. They will buy a house yeah. in Perth without having ever visited the agree. house. But not to live in. I wouldn't recommend people to do it to live in. It's not that I, you recommend them doing it. It's will they do it. And the fear and paranoia is going to be so great 
I'll I'll bet you. I know you're a man of big bets. I, I, I'm only getting seven fifty from the government at the moment, so <laughs> I can't. I'll bet you one of my welfare payments that. Someone in our network sells a house to someone to live in without them stepping foot inside. So is it no, a dinner, that, that, is it a dinner or a uh, God, lunch? that is that is a big bet, isn't it? That someone. I mean, I'll yeah, do it myself. Works. I'll do it myself. I'll pick a first. I'll bet you in the next six months I sell a house to someone without. Them easy. Stepping foot That's inside. easy. No, you're saying people won't do it. No, Put your money I, where I, your no, is. I welfare said, payments. I on. said to you that I'll give you. I a, would never do that. That if I was to living in a house, I truly believe in energy. I have gone on two properties where I didn't feel good. Yes. I've been on two properties where I went, I'd live here any day. But the, and so I would not do that. But, n- hold on. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, everyone, not everyone thinks like me. And this is the beauty of the planet, is that there are people who think like me and that there's the idiots. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Oh, come on, man. I'm pretty sure two podcasts. <laughs> two podcasts ago, you're gonna fucking let me answer no, this question or not? <laughs> because two podcasts ago, you told me no one would ever buy a house to live in without. You better listen to podcasts. I, I'm, I said I would never do this, and you said I. I said the biggest thing is going to be digital real estate. You said I think you're wrong because no one will buy a house, and you used yourself as an example of needing the energy. Now you're saying, oh, everyone else will, but I still won't. No, it's listen. Take the listen back. to the podcast properly, I bet you and and you're gonna stance. have to you're gonna have to be very careful about the accusation you make. It's because of journalists like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of journalists like you. You think the podcast is named after you? You, are, you can just change. You the story. are a disgrace to CNN. Control and the, the shit that you say about it, it's wrong. You are a real disgrace. Do you are fake news? And I don't even know why they daughter. brought you. Your daughter is your daughter is a principal editor. You control this media. <laughs> I speak the truth. I will bet you four food stamps and a tin of Corona infected spam that someone buys a house. <laughs> someone do you know? I do you know? I'm tempted. <laughs> the 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 affected Corona stamp might actually get me to lose it for you. <laughs> Yeah, mate, the, the, the loss of trust is a massive issue. And All I right, yeah. boys, I moving forward, where are we going to go? I'm looking now for some people that I'm, I want to podcast, and I can guarantee you that they're going to tell you, lockdown or lockdown, I am training on my tennis like, they, like tomorrow there's a match. They are not going to look for another business opportunity or trying to sell balls on the internet now. They're going to say, if I truly believe in what I'm doing in my team, my team, I'd rather spend 15 hours a week on training them right so that when we get out of the tunnel on the other side, they are ready to serve our clients the best they can. And I, and I think that that's probably the responsibility of great leadership is that you get circumstance. You are sometimes hit with circumstances. You don't look for way out and escapes and all these things. Some people will. And that those are the people who don't understand that they are a leader of a show. Some people will because they're not happy with what they're doing and therefore it's an opportunity for them to look for another thing. But really, great leaders are people who are proud of their business, people who f- understand that they are not running a business but a team of people who depend highly on them will do all they can to make sure that their team is ready for the next battle. Yeah, 100%. I said that to you before too, though, in the last, one of our previous podcasts. 
along with being more present, is you've got the opportunity to train your team like you've never trained them before. And, and like, don't take what I just said as, as finding it out. It's There's finding distractions and finding other stuff to do with your time at points. He was full of shit. You know that. Right? He's just by, badly. I, I, no, but, but, it's, it's a, but I, no, because I'm, on, I'm on record. I am on record as saying before, we have the opportunity to be more present than we've ever been before. I've only said half an hour ago we've got the opportunity to show more love than we've ever shown before. I'm on the record as saying we've got the opportunity to train our team like we've never trained them before. Well, what I'm saying is, is we are, are an industry that is... Uh, via phone 80, 70, 80% of the time. So why can't reaching out to our database and just touching base through the lockdown, whether it's a you know two, four, eight-week lockdown, whatever it may be, reaching Nine out Nine months, say, 12 months, bro. Okay. Well, we... Uh, they can't let us out. Once they lock us down, they will not let us out until they can stop the virus because who's going to be the politician or the leader that says, we locked you down for five minutes, it didn't work, you can all go back out to it now and more people die. Once they do it, that's why the that's why the New Zealand Prime Minister is a fucking idiot. She locked them down <laughs> when they had two hundred cases and no deaths. They've now got seven hundred or eight hundred cases and deaths. Yeah, one, one. Yeah, I that's guess. one, one death. Yes, but how many people in New Zealand? How many people? in Twenty-five. Australia? Yeah, right. So the rest are the rest are tourists. Right. So. Yeah. So you're forecasting, but once you're locked down... Actually, no, 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 it's no, not no, true. It's not true. The rest are not tourists. The rest are being paid by the Australian government because they're here. Rest <laughs> assured, mate, everyone, every other... It, that's why I'm sort of proud of the, us for not following every other country's model because everyone who's been promised a one-month lockdown so far is still locked down. Yeah. Mate. Okay. There's guys on Facebook, on social media, waving a gun. Telling people they're going to shoot people they, they, because they can't even feed their kids. That's the ramifications, mate. Mm. Our job has never been to tell people what's right or what's not right. Our job has always been to say, what is most important? Being death physically or being death mentally and spiritually? Mm. And because our discussion has been, no, we, we have to consider life, not only on the physical level, but also on the mental level and the spiritual level, Therefore, all decision must encompass all three spheres. Yeah. And, I, and I think that has always been our stuff. The people that are arguing with me say that you can't, the economy is no good if you're dead. But if you're dead mentally and your soul's dead and your spirit's dead, you might as well be dead physically because you'll have nothing left to contribute to yourself or society. And that's the bit that's getting overlooked. If we get crushed, we're gone, mate. The, the, the spiritual... Uh, brings... Brings us back to the man podcast search for Thomas did yesterday with Chris about man, you, it's up to you to yeah. push through that. Yeah, it's and a, have that attitude. The book for this time is Man Search for Meaning, and I know you mentioned it in in one of our previous podcasts. And that's that's the book for what we're going through now. The people in the in the Holocaust and the concentration camps who survived because of their mentality, and the people who were walking around as ghosts before they'd even been gassed. Yeah. That's what we're talking about now. That's the ramifications of what's happening in the world. Yeah. That's a great conclusion. On that, Musketeers, thank you very much for today. I know that we've done two parts to our podcast. It's been a long day, and hopefully we won't see each other for a while <laughs> because uh, if they keep on uh, implementing new rules and new rules, we might see, have to see each other tomorrow again. But until then, thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Thanks, see you Jay. later, guys. See you, guys.